you for tuning in to the Millstone Minutes podcast. We will be discussing how to support your child with managing their stress and big feelings, as well as managing their technology in a virtual learning setting. Joining us each week will be fellow Millstone River School staff members to discuss common questions and strategies that you can use at home. Tune in each week for new conversations that will provide you with various perspectives from members of the Millstone River School community. Welcome to another episode of the Millstone Minutes podcast. We hope you have found some helpful strategies and ideas for supporting your learner at home in the conversation so far. I'm Paige Ozjonski, and I'm a third grade teacher. And I'm Jeanette Young, also a third grade teacher. And joining us today is another member of our Millstone community. Hi, my name is Dorothy Scranton, and I am a reading support teacher here at Millstone. Okay. So today we're going to talk about managing stress and big feelings, a big topic right now. Dorothy, can you talk about a stressful time in your life and how you overcame it? Sure. Um, There's a lot of different times I think that I get stressed, um, but a time uh, more recently that um, caused a lot of stress in my life um, was my dad was ill. And trying to take care of him, especially during the pandemic, um, was stressful um, because I was getting a lot of questions from doctors. I was getting a lot of questions from my mom and helping her. I was getting a lot of questions um, from my brother and sister. So trying to manage all of those different things, and the different people um, around that situation was difficult. So how did you relate to it? Oh, I'm sorry. You know, Dorothy, how did you overcome that though? So I think one of the things that I overcame was realizing that it was a very stressful situation. I had to first admit it, um, that, you know, this isn't normal, um, that it is an everyday thing when somebody that you love becomes ill. Um, and I found that one of the ways I overcame that was by talking to people, um, finding other people that I knew I trusted and could talk to, um, people that had other experiences as I was going through. Um, and I was also able to reach out to some professional people. I talked to different doctors um, and caregivers that also gave me advice. So that was very helpful. I also realized that I didn't have all the answers and I couldn't um, have all the solutions for the people in my family and the people that were counting on me. Um, so I tried to get them help, but also gave myself um, permission that to say it was okay. I didn't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. And um, I found myself taking some time just to listen to music or read a book, or a lot of times I would go for a walk um, and listen to my favorite music or a show that would give me a chance to kind of do something different. And it gave my brain and my body a time to relax a little bit and enjoy it because, you know, during a stressful time, you're, my brain, I feel like just keeps going. It's almost like you can't stop thinking about something that you're worried about. And I needed that time to say, it's okay. I can take a break. So that was really important. And again, I think reaching out to people and um, sharing my feelings, because sometimes I'll leave and think a lot of my ideas and not share them with others. So I think it's really important to let others know how you're feeling um, and talk about it. And I think talking about things really help. And that's one of the toughest things too. And you were really brave to take a step back and realize there was something going on and you needed to reach out to people. 
It's so easy to get caught up in what you're doing and not take that step. And what I really loved is that you went to things that you really like and help soothe you using music. I'm definitely a music person too. Mm -hmm. I will sometimes put music on when the kids are in special just to help me to focus and just kind of gather things when you've got too much going on in your brain. So going to what works for you is such a great thing, but you realize what was happening and you took that step back, took a breath and figured out what helped for you. Yeah. I, I think it's really important in any situation where you're feeling really stressed to know what you need because it's so easy to get caught up in it and have all these, I know I, before I go to bed, it's that's when I get all my ideas and I have all these things in my head and I'm like thinking about them. Like, Oh, I should probably write them down. I wake up and I totally forgot them. So, uh, and especially being in any stressful, stressful situation when someone's ill or anything, giving yourself that validation that it's okay to, to take your time and to give time to yourself. Cause I feel like without making that time for yourself, even if it's 10 minutes a day, that can be the greatest difference in overcoming something that's stressful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, and I love the idea Paige, you said about writing things down. That definitely was something that helped me um, because I do, I'll, I'll keep a lot of ideas in my head and worry about things. And then when I wrote down on the paper and saw them, it was almost like I was just kind of letting that go. And, um, and that was a really helpful thing as well for me to kind of write and just give myself some couple minutes of peaceful time to just to kind of put my ideas on paper. So things that maybe I didn't want to share first to somebody else and I put it on paper. Mm -hmm. And I love yeah. that idea too, because I know that I will get caught up with so many things that have to be done right now, but when you write them down, you get mm -hmm. to see that maybe some of them aren't so important. They can go on the tomorrow page and the ones that are the priority when you are doing something like that. And it makes you feel a lot less anxious mm -hmm. when it's all there in front of you and you can easily cross them off just to make yourself feel better and feel a little more accomplished about it. Yeah. I, I love my to-do lists because I, you know, I tell my boyfriend the same thing. Let's get it all out on a piece of paper because then it's not in your head anymore. And you can just refer back to it when you need it. Yes. The to-do list. Where it's to -do list and, uh, and calendars. And I'm also a big calendar oh, person yes. with highlighters and trying oh, yeah. to decide what's important. So oh, yeah, it's all, all about, know, those are definitely, yeah, it's all about having a plan. So these are really great resources that we're mentioning right now. We've got the to-do list and other things. Are there any other maybe apps or breathing strategies or books that you've used, Dorothy, to help you manage stress? Um, sometimes I'll pick up a book just for enjoyment, um, just to kind of take myself out into a different a different genre, a different person's experience, you know, or just relaxing by watching a favorite movie or laughing, you know. Um so, you know, just trying sometimes to give myself some peace from things I'm worried about. And, you know, we talk about making lists and sometimes I'll make a list and say, you know, I'm going to take this one hour block for my time and just do something for me. And I think that's helpful. It's hard sometimes when you're really busy and you have a lot to do and, you know, people are counting on you, but, um, you know, I think you feel good after that. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, as we said, writing things down, I think journaling, um, listening to music, um, just sometimes taking some quiet time and just to think um, is helpful. I think my two go-to apps are calm.com, mostly at night because sometimes trying to quiet your 
things that are going on in your head and Spotify. I'll open up Spotify for the kind of music. We've talked about music before, but keeping that handy and using that in the classroom too, it seems that that really helps with the kids as well. I think uh -huh. both of those apps, both at home and in the classroom. Yeah, um, music's a big thing for me. Music is is pretty much my life. It's how I deal with anything. There's, I feel like there's a song for anything. And if anyone knows me, I love me a good Weird Al song. And I might joke about it, but that's what puts me where I need to be to get things done. And more recently, uh, exercise has been something that has really become a stress relief for me. And I think more importantly, it's the idea of saying to yourself, this is my time. This is my 30 minutes to myself. And I'm going to give that, give myself that 30 minutes to, for me, it's exercise. And then it's done. And it's like, you've, you've kind of put everything out there on the floor and that might be different for some people. So it might be exercise or journaling or reading a book, escaping into another world. I think that's really important. And again, that, that goes to our students because some of our students need to get it out, run around the block a few times. Yeah. And, and I know being, um, you know, reading, reading or watching, even if it's watching, like sometimes I like to watch mindless TV, like some silly reality show that's got nothing mm -hmm. to do with my life. And watching that, it, it's just that escape that gives your brain a chance to kind of just, I forget who told me, but it was someone who told me that actually watching something that, or doing something that's got nothing to do with your stressors gives your brain time to process. And then you go back to what you're doing and you actually do it better. I forget who told me. Yeah, I think I that's important. That too and have watched, even last night, I will admit, I watched The Masked Singer. I love that show. I know, but it's totally out of everything. It takes night. you away. It's silly. It makes you laugh. It takes you your thoughts away from all that other stuff that's going on. And, I don't then, know and your brain that. needs that break. You need yeah. that break to get away. And I think as Paige said, it also makes you concentrate on what you need to do. Um, another thing I was just thinking too, is in journaling, sometimes I'll do just like a list of things I'm thankful for. So when things get really crazy and things get really like, you think, oh my goodness, this is the worst thing that's happening. If you can jot down things that you're just grateful for and you realize, okay, it's not always, things aren't always as bad. And there are a lot of good things. So looking at the good, I think is helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's something I try to do when I get up in the morning and when I go to sleep at night, start the day with thinking about all the grateful stuff without mm -hmm. thinking of the chaos and everything that needs to go on mm -hmm. and going to sleep, thinking of all the things to be thankful for from that day. Yeah. And I'll say, I mean, there are definitely days, some days are better than others. Some days I feel great and I exercise and I write in my journal and listen to my music. And then there's other days you just kind of want to, sit on the couch and do nothing. So I think it's also finding that balance yep. and, and saying to yourself, important. Yeah. And saying to yourself, I can have this lazy day mm -hmm. and it's okay to have it, but you know, tomorrow yeah. I'm going to get back on track. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's one, you know, I have a very good friend that we joke all the time with and we, we know when each other needs that time to just kind of a push a little bit, like, okay, mm -hmm. let's get back into it or take yeah. that time to just sit and, you know, it's okay to have a pajama day and yeah. relax. Absolutely. I, I want to like think about our students. What do we, what do you think is the best way or one of the, the best ways to give advice for our students to handle their stress and those, those feelings that they might not understand because a lot of students 
third, fourth, fifth grade, they, they have anxiety and they don't know that it's anxiety or they're feeling sad and they don't know that it's their feeling sad. Like, so what do you think is something that would work or that you have seen work? Yeah, um, I think, you know, um, I'm just thinking about students I've had. I'm also thinking about my own children. And I think sometimes just talking with them and giving them time to know that you're listening, you know, just how are you feeling? Very open questions um, just to see, you know, take them out, you know, for a drive, take them out for ice cream, just to kind of give them a break of some of the um, routines in their life and just to see how things are going. And I think it's okay for them to see that, you know, when I get stressful, here's what I do and share what works. And, you know, um, my daughter laughs at me all the time because I always have lists and things around, you know, and she knows. Same. Um, so, you know, I think sharing what you do um, and sometimes admitting as parents, as, you know, older siblings that, yeah, I get stressed too and it's okay. I think, you know, we also have to let them give them permission that, you know, sometimes life does get hard and sometimes we don't have all the answers, but I think talking to somebody about it and just um, letting them, you know, realize that there's no right or wrong. This is just the way I'm feeling right now. What you had said about the listening part, it's so easy to ask questions and to probe and probe and probe. But just the listening and having a small conversation about ice cream, about the day, about something, and eventually things come out, mm -hmm. you know, the stress, even if you might not hear what's going on and what might be bothering a child, that's how they relax. And just having a conversation and being a really great listener, biting your tongue and not trying to probe about all of the other things that are going on. I see that with my students and I have seen that with my son as well. You find out more that way in just relaxed conversations than probing, interviewing kinds of questions about the day. Yes. Yeah. I've, I've actually heard that there's like research done on, um, and I mean, I'm not a parent, so I'm, I, research is what I do. Uh, you know, that um, playing a board game or, mm -hmm. you know, watching a TV show and, and like you were saying, having the ice cream, like, mm -hmm. and then just talking those tougher things wind up coming up in conversation. And I think that's really cool and really important to remember um, when dealing with stress. And, and, and again, Dorothy, what you said when you were saying, oh, that it's okay to, to feel that. You're sad, mm -hmm. okay, that's fine. Let's be sad, right? You're mad, yeah. okay, let's be mad, right? Let's, right. let's, you know, and let's figure it out. Just validating that it's okay yeah. to feel that way. And that's so much more important than validating than pushing it back in because you know it's going to come out sometime, mm -hmm. you don't want it to be pushed back in. Right. Just validating and having those feelings, like you just said, be mad, be sad, be annoyed. But be it's okay. That it's absolutely okay to do that. All right, so this has been a really great session. Thanks so much, Dor Dorothy, for joining us. We hope everyone else comes back soon for our next podcast. See Thank you. Soon. Yeah, we'll see you next time.